Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 36 of Movie Dumpster. We're well underway in our trashing through the snow month for December. Uh, And today we're talking The Christmas That Almost Wasn't from 1966, directed by Rosano Prazzi. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. Santa's been hitting the booze again, McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. Wait a minute. If you are Santa, what are you doing here? You're early. Aren't you supposed to be up at the North Pole getting the presents ready for the children? Christmas is not coming this year. What? Not coming? He sure fucking was. My goodness. Oh my god, this Santa Claus is fucking red-faced and oily the moment you lay eyes on him. Because it's really just Burl Ives dressed up like fucking <laughs> Santa Claus. He's like, I've been hitting the booze and beating my wife. I was pegging him as uh, Orson Welles from that wine commercial. Like, <laughs> ah, friends. Santa Claus presents and being evicted. Oh, this is the presents of winery in California. <laughs> You mean just start and go ahead and start talking? Okay, yes. I'm going to spill this all over the place. 75 takes later. All right, so let's crunch this real quick. Um, <laughs> This is really easy to, to pluck crunch. So, okay, so Santa's Santa's house and his plot of land. His ha- oh, his plot of land, the whole North Pole. The whole North Pole. <laughs> his whole plot of land that was given to him by the Eskimos. Well, they made a deal with, like, this Barnaby-ass motherfucker, and he (laughs) bought the North Pole, and he's basically kicking out Santa Claus, like, he's evicting his ass and the elves and Mrs. Claus and shit, because he hates Christmas. And children. And this is Santa who's, like, out on his ass, and he needs to get the money by Christmas uh, Christmas Eve at 12 o'clock? Santa is catatonic with grief, okay? Yeah. He looks lobotomized. (laughs) There are just scenes in this movie where he just is staring blankly into the distance. Santa's got PTSD, but it's like Phineas T. Prune STD. Oh, he's at the bottom of a fucking bottle this whole movie, man. The plot that you're sold in this opening animation for the credits uh, is entirely different because it implies that Santa (laughs) is on the run from a man in a flying machine who shoots (laughs) jizz at him. Yeah, it's fucking Dr. Eggman or some shit. <laughs> he's got the Chaos Emeralds and he's chasing after him. It's like it's like a fucking steampunk Robotnik flying machine, like with a fucking with a propeller blade, and he's sitting there going, Meow, Santa Claus, meow. Like, and he's like chasing Santa Claus from rooftop to rooftop. None of this is in the film. And this fucking song. Yeah, this song, this movie's a musical, by the way, folks, if you've never seen it. Sorta? <laughs> sort of a musical it is but here's the problem none of the music in this movie has any narrative purpose whatsoever it's just to say well it's been five minutes better start singing about something yeah but they're literally singing like the lines to the script yes there once was a christmas that almost wasn't because of a man named Perun. every song in this movie sounds like it was made up on the spot like, even this opening, he's like, there once was a Christmas that kind of almost uh, didn't happen, and there was a guy named uh, Prune, and he's mad at stuff. What's really funny about this is the director is also Mr. Prune. Yeah. Okay? And if I'm not mistaken, 
fucking Mrs. Claus is like his wife in real life. Really? Or is it could be a sister or a cousin, but they have the same last name. And I, I, I checked multiple websites to try to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure it's his wife. His name is Rosano Brazzi, and he's like he. I was reading that like he was in another movie where he was dubbed like there was he had another singing part in another movie, and then he was dubbed over by this uh, this other uh, Italian singer, and he was so pissed off about it because he's like, no, that's me singing in that fucking movie. He was so pissed off that this movie he sang all of his parts himself, and my goodness. <laughs> They're awful, first of all, and there's like ten of them. Also, he he has an accent so thick, I'm surprised he didn't choke on it. <laughs> like, he should have just sang it in Italian. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, these old Italian movies, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, they always just filmed it and then dubbed it over with other, whatever language right. the, the film was going to be distributed in, you know. So I I don't necessarily blame this movie for the du- the bad dubbing, because, my God, it's House by the Cemetery. Fucking Bob. You know, ring any bells, folks? Yeah, <laughs> but like it's not that. I mean, it's it's pretty good d- considering. Ah, uh, sh- sure. I mean, look, it's a it's it's actually, in my opinion, the dubbing's better than uh, a lot of movies that are like this. Yeah, no, I agree. The dubbing, the dubbing in this is actually considerably better than some of the more recent foreign films I've seen in the last decade. Well, there you go. Like a uh, Night Watch and Day Watch. Watch those movies in Russian. Please don't ever watch those movies in English. Yeah. Someone in that movie calls a hat a head warmer <laughs> at some point in the dub version, okay? I, I was reading before uh, I sat down and watched, you know, I had seen this movie a bunch of times prior to this, and I'll, I'll give a quick anecdote before I move on. Uh, a couple of years ago, my mother was basically telling me and my, my, my brothers and my father about, oh, this movie when I was a kid, me and my friends and my sisters, we went and saw this and we met Paul Tripp, who plays Sam Whipple, at the showing and... Oh my God. Are you serious? What? I could be misremembering this slightly, but th- she made it sound like this was this great movie. We all sat down and watched it and we couldn't make it through the whole fucking movie without like making fun of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. The way you pitched this to me, I was like, Sean has watched this every year since he was a child? I was like, how did I fucking miss this? Oh, no. Because I've never seen this, ever. It was a recent thing, and uh, I've seen it like three or four times, maybe. But uh, every time's a, you know, is a treat. It it evoked some very familiar, cozy Mr. Science Theater memories for me because Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the Santa Claus, Jack Frost. Yeah, Santa Claus where it's... Yeah, that's the one with the devil in it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's even rough with Mike and the Bots. <laughs> that know, one, that, that, movie, fucking... that movie is so boring and so weird. This movie's incredibly weird. But uh, w- one thing to note though, you know, you guys mentioned uh, the guy that played Prune and the also the director, uh, the accent he had. And I was reading online how they basically replaced all the Italian actors because he didn't want the accent to come through besides himself. And yeah. I, I think the only other actors besides, you know, Paul Tripp, who plays Sam Whipple, who's like the main character besides Santa Claus and Prune, the only other one that I... And I don't know this for a fact, but I think might be the same actor as maybe uh, Jonathan, the bookkeeper, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was just Jonathan, too, because Jonathan is Italian as fuck. <laughs> I got some stuff to say about Jonathan when we get to that. <laughs> oh, and may- maybe Mr. Prim, the department store owner, but everybody else totally dubbed over. Now that we're talking about uh, Phineas T. Prune, I have a short list of alternative names we can give this guy because he's a very, very old-timey villain name. Apricot? Crab apple? Lemon? No, Prune! Uh, here we go. Barnaby Applesnitch. <laughs> 
Whiplesnatch Crabtree. Ooh, I like that one. Thaddeus Prickly. <laughs> Vanderbilt Crumb. Bricklebrack Sourpuss. <laughs> <laughs> Aloysius P. Thorn. And last but not least, Bob Johnson. He looks like a Bob Johnson. <laughs> uh, this guy is like... If the Grand High Witch fucked Salvador Dali, and then he, like, <laughs> raided fucking Barnaby's closet. But the, like, Scrooge watched it all go down. Yeah. He looks like after he's done here, he's gonna go raid Toyland. He's like the Italian Burgermeister? Meister Burger? Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's, I, I, like, I could tell someone, like, in your head, close your eyes, picture a mustache-twirling, arched eyebrow, hat-wearing, cane-twirling bad guy. There he is. Like Dick Dastardly, that's what he looks like. Yes, he's Snidely Whiplash. He's all of them. He's just... Tying fucking Penelope Pitts up to the fucking railroad tracks. It's kind of charming because, like, it's it's been a while since I've seen a literal mustache-twirling, hand-rubbing bad guy who's always like... <laughs> oh, my God, and this guy's tactics are um, awful, I think is the word we're looking for. Stupid? I think that's it, too. Yes. Uh, also, I'm convinced this movie takes place in Whoville. <laughs> It takes place in the center of the universe where everything's connected. Everything is connected. It's the planet. It's everything. <laughs> it must be because I'm like, is this England? Is this New York? Is this Italy? Obviously, it's Italy. But like, <laughs> is this even Earth? <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're like playing it off like it's New York, but it's totally some town in Italy. It's got to be. Just because I say North Pole doesn't mean anything. Every planet has a North, okay? Yeah, and there's one point where a guy's like, oh, over there, Mr. Macy. Like, Macy's? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Mr. Macy's, you next to Mr. Sears. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Mr. J.C. Penney's? It's funny you mention that because apparently Sam Whipple lives right across the street from Mr. Prune. Oh my God. Okay. So this movie <laughs> this movie opens up and we're introduced to Sam Whipple, this Fred Astaire looking motherfucker. He like... <laughs> He's like, let me tell you about Christmas or whatever. Oh no, wait, hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta get to his song where he wishes every day was Christmas. And I was like, fuck you. Well, the movie opens and he's got all like the 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 town kids with them, and they're like, ah, Mister Mister Whipple, you said it would snow. He's like, ah, yes, I did say that. He has a that that's pretty much his voice. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, can you make it snow now? He's like, ah, maybe. And he just throws confetti in the air. His personality is that of when the Candyman sings in Willy Wonka, and that's it. That's all he has. And like, he's decorating. The the ugliest fucking tree I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> and it's not even like, it's not even like, I f this is a tree that the poor kids picked. It's like, this is the tree you put in the center of town. It's like half of it is naked. It's got pieces missing. And like, it does seemingly doesn't have a top. It's like they took a set from one of the old Frankenstein fucking movies and they just repurposed it. <laughs> oh my God. It does look like a silent movie set. It might be. Save some money. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, and he sings a song about how he wishes uh, Christmas is every day, and I, I'm like, can you imagine having to wake up and buy everyone presents every fucking day of the week? I don't know. Ask Elmo. He didn't do too good with that idea either. <laughs> the global economy crashes six days into Christmas. I also I also saw a... a this is going to sound fucking dated to anyone under the age of 20, honestly. We saw an animated cartoon, but in projector slide format uh, uh, at Silver Bay Elementary School when I was a kid. Uh, and it was basically, yeah, what if everybody was Christmas? And by the end of it, everyone was just getting fucking rags because no one has any money. Yeah, and that fucking little thing you watched was probably from, like, 1965. Yeah, like, it had, they had to stop, like, every five minutes and change the slide. Yeah, with the beep? <laughs> yeah, the beep would happen. They'd be like, and then fucking Christmas was every day. 
and then just fuck it, and then the librarian had to switch the fucking slide over. Yep. You've got people listening to this right now that are just like those kids in Back to the Future 2, just like, you gotta fucking use your hands? Yeah! <laughs> well, we're talking about, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons from the 70s. Yeah, like, like old shit on technology that I'm sure you can't find anymore. Like, <laughs> um, so I think Sam Whipple needs to be committed. <laughs> Well, there's a scene later that we'll get to where both him and Santa are certifiably certifiable. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, they 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 have they have cracked by the halfway point of this movie. Sam Whipple's a fucking swindler. Sam Whipple is an opportunist. Sam Whipple is a piece of shit. He's all he's also a lawyer, so it makes perfect sense. He's an attorney. He's like, ah, yeah, I'm an attorney. What's up, Santa? What do you need? Santa's like coming up to him. So Santa rolls up to him in like a fucking trench coat. He he looks like Orson Welles from from like later day Orson Welles, who's just so pudgy. He like he just looks like a fucking grape with legs. Like like he's gonna have a heart attack at any second. Yeah, and his face is all red and oily, like he's been hitting the sauce. Um, and oh yeah, this guy's this guy's like, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you were Santa Claus. I was Santa Claus. He's like, oh, shit, what's up there, say, Nick? How you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm getting thrown out on my ass. And he's like, oh, you, you really are to say, Nick, huh? All right, well, we can't have none of that. Why don't you come into my fucking, into my shop or whatever? Meanwhile, Santa has his regular ass, like, fucking regalia on with just the jacket and a hat over it. And he looks like he's about to go shoot somebody in a fucking alley. He looks like a thug from Tim Burton's Batman. You you can't really see it unless you're looking for it. It's a little bit more obvious later in the film, but he totally just has that on under his coat. I didn't even realize it until we get to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. So they go into fucking Whipple's office. He's like, come on, Santa, sit down. Have a whatever. Here, hang out. Here we go. And every fucking, like, it's a running gag through this scene. Like, Santa's trying to tell him about his fucking heartbreak and all this bullshit that's happening and every fucking chair he sits on like breaks and he's like oh sorry Santa sit in this chair and uh so Santa finally sits in like Sam's like office chair and Sam's like well lay it on me big fella what's the matter and he's like you know uh I'm being evicted and uh this is where he drops uh, all the shit about prune and he's like prune fucking bought my house from the Eskimos that gave it to me and now he's kicking us out because he hates Christmas and he's Sam's like, oh, can't have none of that, none of that, none of that. And Santa's like, well, there's only one boy who wrote me a note after Christmas, and it was Sam Whipple, and it said, thank you for all the gifts. If there's anything I can do for you, look me up. And he goes, he goes, <laughs> oh, and you used two Ks on thank you. And he's like, huh, really, Santa? I don't remember that. Santa basically says, like, I've come to collect. He's like, I'm holding you to your eight-year-old promise to give me money. Do you remember this letter you wrote as an innocent child? Well, I've come to manipulate that innocence. Santa's basically just like, well, you know, since Prune's taken my my house from me, you know, if I can't give, uh, I can't make Christmas because I won't be able to make toys, so I might as well die. basically what he says i just like that like he, the only thing missing is like a small pistol that santa claus pulls out from his pocket and he's like and you're gonna help me yeah <laughs> and, and <laughs> he may as well have <laughs> the fucking gun was the uh the the christmas letter he got that he <laughs> the proverbial smoking gun since he since santa couldn't pay prune prune was like give me all your toys as collateral and he's like okay here you go 
Since, you know, he's like, I'll let you live there, but you can't give toys to kids. Yeah, the Santa Claus in this movie has never defended himself once in his entire life. He is a fucking pushover the entire time. <laughs> I mean, can you blame the guy? He's depressed. He can't read. He doesn't know what to do. He lives with his mom. Uh, that was a weird holdover from fucking Rudolph, wasn't it? So... The note's like, ah, you know, if you ever need the help of an eight-year-old, look me up and I'll see you a cool millionaire, Santa. And he's basically like, uh, well, what about it, Sam? I'm out. In, I'm outdoors. Can you help me out? And Sam's like, ah, shit. All right. And he's like going through his pockets and he's got like change and like a dollar bill. He's like, uh, you know, I'm a real good attorney, but, <laughs> you know, I took a cue from the fucking dad from Double Double Toil and Trouble and uh, I don't collect the fucking bills that people owe me. I wasn't sure how you were going to connect that back to something, but you did. I'm a great lawyer, but I'm a horrendous spender. <laughs> I never collect my fucking bills that are due me. Well, he goes into his safe and, like, he pulls out, like, a little piece of scrap paper. Like, what the fuck was that even supposed to be? Let me tell you something. I believe Sam Whipple could easily give Santa the money the entire film, but is just, like, fucking with him. Well, when you find out how much money it would have cost at the end. He's, like, a serial killer and feels a need to be involved and at the scene of the crime. Yeah, he's kind of just like, I'm the fucking narrator. I'm not gonna give you the money. I'm here to just walk you through the motions. I'm the hero of this story. I have two major problems with this setup that, you know, to be fair, are not really uh, conveyed until towards the end of the movie, but I'm gonna spoil it slightly to make this point. One... Santa knew for a long-ass time this guy was going to try to fucking do this scheme, and he waited till, like, the week of to try to take care of it. Are you telling me that Santa never once, like, went to, like, I don't know, a department store and was like, hey, I'll sell you these toys wholesale if you pay, you know, for this much money? Well, no, because if you judge by his his fake laugh he does later in this movie, um, he's fucking terrifying, so... Um, this, this motherfucker never ho-ho-hoed before, which is strange. He sounds like Jabba the fucking Hutt when he do ho-ho-hoes. <laughs> he literally goes, ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho. <laughs> get Chewbacca. Bo-shooda. And, and just to finish my point, uh, not to jump the gun too much, but it didn't seem like a whole lot of money that he actually owed on this rent when Sam looks at the bill and makes it seem like it's an astronomical number. I mean, I get that it's, you know, 1966, but holy shit. Isn't it like nine grand? Is that the number? Do we ever know the number? If that, I think, I remove a zero. <laughs> $900? How quaint. For the whole North Pole. A week's worth of pay, put it that way, from two people. A week's worth of pay in 1966 for being a fucking department store? Oh my god, hold on, we're getting to it. <laughs> we'll get to it, I'm sorry, I just had to get that out. So S Sam's like, let's go to let's go to Phineas P. Uh, Crabtree's house and we'll give him a good talking to. We're gonna go straighten out Bonnaby real quick. And then he, he's like walks, like, to his next-door neighbor's house. Yeah, that was weird. Because everything is so fucking claustrophobic in this movie. Well, Santa tries to make it seem like he goes to Sam because he writes him this letter, but, like, I feel like the real reason was, why you live next door? It's just easier. Well, he's an attorney, and he was like, do I have a case or what? So they walk over to fucking uh, Scrooge and Marley's, and they knock on the door. <laughs> and this and this motherfucker, there's, like, a Great Dane outside barking at them. And then a Coke fiend answers the door. Oh, my God, I love this man. A walking skeleton comes out. His name's Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he talks like this, and he's got a lisp. He has a pronounced lisp, and he has very dark circles under his eyes. Oh, I love this man so much. He's like, what do you want? And he's like, hey, we need to talk to Mr. He's not in! 
We need to talk to Mr. Prune. He's not in. And it like cuts to him like three times. And Sam's just like, well, what? Oh, and in between, he's like, he's not in. Yeah, that's the, that's, this whole movie has lots of weird, uh, awkward cuts and close-ups, and this is the introduction to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this but this is accompanied with uh, Sam trying to get his dialogue in, and this just fucking, this cocaine fiend of a butler going, he's not in. Sorry, sir, he's out. He has stepped off the premises. Now go before I feed you to my dogs. Go away, or Mama Duke's gonna have his way with you. Of note, also, this butler is totally covered in cobwebs. Oh my god, right? I was gonna bring that up later! <laughs> was he really? Yeah. yeah! Oh yeah. Okay, so Prune's house is just fucking disgustingly filthy. I, I know I noticed it in his I noticed it in his house, but I didn't notice it on the butler. Well, the butler's dead, and that's why. He looks like a skeleton <laughs> and he's covered in fucking cobwebs. I, I bound my soul to a contract with Mr. Phineas a long time ago. I can't can't leave this building. I can only I only reside in the city block. Or else I'll dematerialize on Christmas Day. For I, my remains are buried in the center of town. Can you please find my bones and burn them, please, and free my spirit from this physical world? <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, Santa's like, "Well, Sam, you want to come to my workshop or whatever?" And he's like, uh, "Sure, Santa, whatever you say." He's like, "You know, if he's not home, he's probably going to the North Pole to bother me when we have dinner. Probably on his way to harangue my mother." <laughs> But, like, Mr. Prune travels all the way to the North Pole every day at supper time to bother Santa Claus and his wife for the money for this house. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's up the road, Joe. <laughs> they go there in his magic sleigh. Like, Marty, I guess, hit it by, like, a fucking uh, billboard under some fucking leaves or something, because, like... <laughs> <laughs> they just fucking hop right in this motherfucker and take off. Yeah, like they, they do walk out of like they, they walk away from Phineas's house and he's like he's like, Let's go to the North Pole. My sleigh is right here. So we cut to the North Pole and we cut in and like one of the fucking Marx brothers is like running the workshop. <laughs> Pretty his name, much. His name's Jonathan. Jonathan was dropped on his head. <laughs> Several times, okay? This guy is... He needs fucking help. Uh, he should not be locked in a house. He's probably getting worse just by never being able to see the outdoors. Um, and some weird shit happens in the Clausus's house, okay? <laughs> he He's like this tall-ass, skinny Italian guy with this crazy curly hair. He looks like someone who would sell me potions in a Japanese RPG. <laughs> he looks like the fucking old elf guy from NeverEnding Story. Yes, oh he, my looks God. Like, he looks like someone in, like, World of Warcraft who sells you a flying machine. <laughs> <laughs> he may be the weirdest character, maybe, purely based on, like, the songs he sings. Oh, for sure. He Well, yeah, the fact you mean he can't find the letter P? No, in his... It, it should be alphabetized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Claus comes in and she's like, what's the matter with all your elves? And all the elves are just like sad and like not making the toys. And Jonathan's like, but if we make the toys, then they go to Mr. Prune and they don't want to go to Mr. Prune. They want to go to the, the kids for the Christmas or whatever. Oh, wait, I know who he is now. This is Luigi after the, the adventures end. He just retires up to the North Pole. He really got fucking shafted. He's Mario's brother. Of course he would be. <laughs> So, like you guys were saying, like, Mrs. Claus is, like, 
telling the elves to be like, uh, you know, you got to work because we're we're, Christmas is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming once a year. Yeah. <laughs> Another song. Shocker. This fucking song sounds like a fucking Retort Lonnie, like Cannibal Holocaust. It should be on that fucking soundtrack with like the fucking drums and shit that's going on in this. Good boys. I, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. Like, I don't... I, I'm not a big fan of musicals. It takes a very special kind to get my attention. And I'm going to say this with all the sincerity in the world. The music in this movie is fucking wretched. Oh, man. I was having a good time with this one. It is all terrible. And it all is there just to be like, well, it's been a couple minutes. We got to sing again. This one's fucking weird, though, because it's like offbeat and like there's pauses and then like everybody stops and then starts again making toys and shit it's everyone just starts rhyming like it, it's bit like the, we gotta rhyme better make it up now they're like oh well be happy uh don't be sappy uh don't be be glad not sad helter skelter <laughs> what the fuck helter skelter he totally <laughs> says that he totally says that helter skelter hustle bustle hurry scurry hippity hop and never shilly shally dilly dally fiddle faddle Flippity-flop. Meanwhile, uh, Santa, you know, shows up with Whipple in the uh, sleigh and the whole fucking screen shakes. After they crash land. Yeah, he get, the fucking screen shakes and Mrs. Cole goes, oh, Santa's here. He may not be alive, but he's here. He fucking kicks down the door. He's like, mama, look, we got a lawyer. We're going to be fine. We're going to we're gonna win. We're going to make, we're going to keep the house and the Eskimos. Fuck Mother, them. mother, I brought a lawyer. We'll eat fine tonight. We won't have to eat another one of the reindeer. This is that part where he fucking whoops off his fucking uh, gear and he's dressed up like fucking Raphael and he like rips off the fucking coat and you just has the red and white get up on underneath oh yeah that's just his skin he doesn't have any like it's, there's no such thing as clothes it's just his outer it's his epidermis look like Santa in a trench coat you going to LaGuardia um and at some point like I don't I don't know when exactly this happens but I have to address it now before you forget it at some point all the elves are kind of dismissed and these two this these double doors open and Jonathan, this tall, lanky motherfucker, stands in front of this doorway, and all the elves go into this room by crawling underneath his legs. And I'm like, what kind of kinky shit goes down the fucking North Pole? What is this? Go back to the workshop now. Crawl through my crotch. And then he turns around to go follow him, and he whacks his fucking head. So Santa's like, watch this, Mr. Whipple. Every day when I fucking, when we sit down to dinner, Mr. Prune knocks on the door demanding the money. Now watch this. Ready? Jeez, mama, that dinner sure smells good. Oh, is it almost time to eat? And grandma's like, fucking grandma, Mrs. Claus is like, yeah, it's piping hot on the table. And then they don't hear anything. Sam's like, you pull up my fucking chain, aren't you, Santa? And Santa's like, hold on, let me try Let me try this one more time. He gets like a fucking megaphone and he's like, oh, we're sitting down to dinner now, right, mama? And Mrs. Claus follows suit. She's like, yeah, piping hot. And then fucking Mr. Prude knocks on the fucking door and he comes in. He's like, oh, you were all sitting down to dinner and now I'm going to come in and fucking, I want my money right now. I'm going to come in urinating the dinner table. I'm evil. I came here to sing a song. Two, actually. I, I, at this point, I feel like everyone in this movie is 
actually trapped inside a musical and they just don't, don't have a choice so they just start breaking the song arbitrarily because they want to survive or something yeah i think the first segue is like mrs claus is like you know you got a problem mr prune you don't have any children or anybody helping you at your house and he's like scary word quick note here if you're watching the movie i'll watch prune's hat during the scene uh it has snow on it then it doesn't, then it's got a little snow on it, then it's got a lot of snow on it, then it's got no snow on it. <laughs> I thought I picked up on that. I was like, is this no- is his hat suddenly very ashy? This is that weird part where, you know, all of a sudden he becomes the Grand High Witch and he's like, he's like, I I hate children. I was never a child and they're, they're, all they do is take things and they never give anything back and they need to grow up. He's like, I was uh, I was a born to 40. I wish that, that they could all be wiped off of the face of the earth. Uh, and he's like, I, now I'm going to have a bad dreams tonight. And he's like, uh, he's like, have you ever tried to count children jumping over a fence when you're trying to go to sleep? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? That's creepy. Who the fuck goes to sleep and counts children? You've got some deep-seated underlying issues if you are counting children while you're trying to go to sleep. You probably have some buried under your floorboards if that's the case. Well, he sings a fucking song about how kids get it. Kids get all the breaks. They don't get in trouble for their mistakes. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, what are that you is fucking like, that nuts? is like a, that is a real line from this fucking movie, by the yep. way. Yep, that's not well, Sean made up. Well, here you go, Persano's making fucking showing off his singing skills that are off oh, time. They're <laughs> horrible. It's just, but, it's, just so it's just lots of rolling R's and rhymes. That's really about it. Yeah, because like he's singing in English. Like if he sang in Italian, I guess that would make more sense. Or probably the lyrics in Italian flow better than they do in English. Yeah, and you know what? The guy's actually not that bad of a singer. It's that he's trying to, you know, speak English, and he has a very thick accent, so you can't understand how you know, he's actually, saying. actually, it just dawned on me now that maybe the music in the version we're watching is as dreadful as it is because, like, they're trying likely to force rhymes out of translations, and it's probably oh, not working too well. well. here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, Connor. This was made for America. Yeah, it was. Fucking the guy that played Sam Whipple wrote the movie Holy he wrote, shit. He, he wrote it, and, that, and that then, makes, uh, then... Then now it all makes even less sense. Yeah, he wrote the story, and then the guy that played Prune, he wrote the screenplay, and then um, the rest is history. This isn't this isn't that odd, though. I mean, there's a lineage of uh, Italian directors making films directly for the American market. Yeah, it was very common at the time. Purely from a translation standpoint, like, at some point, it feels like something was lost. And it's actually, oh, it's, yeah. prob- it's probably worse than the Italian version because they're probably like, these don't make a lot of sense. So somehow Sam fucking gets Prune to make a deal or like well, breaks well, him. Yeah, Prune's like in the corner, basically. He's like leaning back in this chair as far as you could possibly lean without falling over. And Sam, you know, gets up and startles him because he didn't even realize he was in the room. And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, who are you? Uh, Whiffle? Sniffle? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, Whiffle! He's like, now you gonna listen to me, Mr. Prune. And he like pushes him into his chair. And then from the fucking side room, all the elves come out with their little benches and they're like lined up like they're the fucking jury at a, at a court case. <laughs> Yes, that's right. There's like a fucking. They're like have. They're like holding court in the fucking Claus's kitchen. I for, yeah. I forgot this. This devolves. Into, I thought the rest of the movie was gonna take place in this fucking living room. I was like, oh no. Uh, I think we have like a people's court uh, sequence. The rest of this film. Um, uh, yeah. What is it? The, the deal is like if Santa can get the money by the twenty fourth by midnight, he's fine. Well, they come to this conclusion after Sam is up there doing his little speech about how he's like, ah, Phineas T. Prune. What's the T stand for? Tightwad. <laughs> Oh, dear God. <laughs> and that's why he finally agrees to it, because they keep going back and forth that his name's Tightwad. My favorite part about this is he's like, he's like he calls him Tightwad, and then Prune is like, 
Whipple's like, what do you have to say for yourself in response? He's like, tightwad, hmm, give me a moment and I will come up with an appropriate response. I'm like, you need time to retort to tightwad? It wasn't in the script, sorry. I don't think you can, I don't think a battle of wits is, is something you're probably very good at, sir. No. <laughs> Take a shower. He stops he and like, goes like, I know you are, but what am I? He, uh, he he gets up and he acts like, you know, like you guys are saying, like he's going to cut some kind of deal with Sand and he gets all like emotional looking. He's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll make a deal, Santa. And then Santa, Mrs. Claus and Sam think they fucking like beat this guy, yeah. you know, with barely even doing anything. Just be, oh, we convinced him. Yay. And then. Ten seconds later, well, if you give me all the presents, and they're like, ah, you tricked us. You don't have to pay the rent, but you're not allowed to deliver right. the presents to the kids. No more Christmas ever again. And he's like, don't you want to stay here on your warm house with your wife? It's nice. With your mother wife or your sister wife? I don't know what she is. Ooh, jeepers. <laughs> well, Santa, Santa fucking marches up to him all pissed off, and I was waiting for the uh, the attack, but then I remember this wasn't Santa's sleigh, and I got a little sad. <laughs> Imagine if man, I would really love this movie a lot if fucking a, a drunkle Santa walked up and just tackled uh, Prune. Fucking stuck a broken bottle in his eye, he killed his ass, <laughs> <laughs> and then Santa really goes to court. You know, okay, here's a quick question: What is to stop them from just murdering Prune in the North Pole and throwing his body into a fucking icy into it, the icy waters, and no one ever sees him again? I was fucking thinking that the whole time. <laughs> Feed him to the fucking reindeer. Fuck this guy. That that's where Santa's mini pistol should have came into fucking effect. <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to murder him yourself. Just like, just drive him out to the middle of fucking nowhere in the North Pole. Oh, I can't remember. It's this all. This whole area is like two miles wide. Yeah. Although, oh, after saying that, I'm now picturing like Santa having like the the gun that flies out of his fucking sleeve, like Django Unchained, and he just shoots him <laughs> in the fucking flower on his chest. So they get on Prune again about the kid thing, and he breaks into song, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, another goddamn song? Like you just sang like five minutes ago. Oh God, is this the one where he's talking about? Oh, I'm glad that I'm bad. And and, and then he's sitting at, he's trying to throw Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Claus out of their house and they're like really accommodating to this guy they're like offering him snacks and letting him sit at their dinner table with them while he sings about how much he hates them yeah so then he the song ends and then Whipple's like look 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna handle this legality like with with a legal way okay pal he's like why do you hate kids so much he's like you know you were a child at one time he's like I was never a child I was born in a tube I- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, you were, you fucking idiot. And he's like, prove it. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, now they have a case against him because they need to prove he's a ch- <laughs> he was a child at one point. This is where they tell Jonathan, they're like, hey, can you go, uh, they're like, they're like, does the word name Phineas Prune they do? He goes, uh, uh, Prune, Prune, no. Oh, Phineas T. Prune. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no Prune. And it's like, Check your fucking files, asshole. What do you, the books are in there. <laughs> he breaks into a fucking song, just going prune, 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 spoon, moon, june, prune, 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 spoon. And people tripping over each other, getting books, and there's just fucking chaos everywhere. I'm like, find the book that says M through P. Or whatever the fuck you need to do, find the volume that's supposed to contain this information, okay? It should take one person. This fucking song is amazing. (laughs) This was my favorite part of the film. It is the song, for sure. He keeps saying prune, 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 and the fucking elf will stop and be like, apricot? And he's like, no, prune! Like, how, how does Santa get shit done every year if this is the crew he works with? He fucking doesn't. There's, like, five elves. The rest all are fucking gone. They, they left. 
Yeah, well, like I said, he's lobotomized. He's he's in the corner just staring into the distance with a fucking bottle of brandy sucking it, sucking it down, just waiting for life to end. He's like, I'm, I'm waiting for the angel of death to come take me away. If anyone needs to know the Frankenstein Unbound uh, connection, it's that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, John Hurt and his stupid fucking Buke Cannon created divergent timelines where Christmas is a fucking nightmare. Also, this must be a pocket dimension created by his super weapon because, like, there's just no other location except this. There's, you can't leave. It just, you just fall off the edge. I think he bought the land from the Eskimos and sold it to Prune. He's like, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> well, see ya. He set Prune up. He's like, here's, here's a lot of money I got from a long time ago. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Santa was thrown out of his house? I need to go to the North Pole and buy the land out from me under the Eskimos. <laughs> what? Why? Because it'd be funny, that's why. No other because reason. it's a laugh. It's a joke. <laughs> For my own personal amusement. Uh, so Prune leaves and uh, Whipple's like, you know what, Santa? I got a lick, baby. We're going to go get a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> and Santa's like, a job? Question mark? And he's like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And then they go back to town. Meanwhile, Prune's outside with his fucking cane, and he breaks it on Santa's sleigh, and he's, like, out there having a hissy fit over it. So so, so Whipple and Santa go into town, and they, like, go into this fucking department store, and the guy inside's like, I'm not giving you a fucking job. Get out of here. And he's like, but wait a second. I got to show you something. And he's like, come here, Santa Claus. Oh, and this Santa- is so okay. This sequence was bizarre because it's like, yeah, in in dead silence, Whipple strips this man of his outer coat, spins him around. And at some point, I thought the clerk was going to reach across and grab Santa's nuts and be like, great specimens. He goes, wow, this is brilliant. And he's like, he's like, look, what did I tell you? This is Santa Claus. You know what he's going to do? He's going to fucking sit here. He's going to talk to kids and he's going to bring business in. And he's like, guys, like, wow, this is the this is this could revolutionize. This idea could revolutionize department stores and we're going to bring Santa Claus in and and the kids will come in and they'll buy shit. That's how it happened, everyone. That's how Santa Claus got put in malls. The whole time he's giving this speech, Santa looks like he's an Alzheimer's patient. He's just standing there <laughs> lost in thought. He's realized that this is what his life has come to, and he's contemplating throwing himself off the nearest bridge. The, the guy from London in the apartment store is like, wow, he looks like the real Santa, and he just keeps going, I I am Santa. And he's like, he pulls Ripple to the side. He's like, hey, what's wrong with your friend here? Is he fucking crazy or what? He's like, no, no, no. He's just, uh, he's play acting. And he's like, but I am Santa Claus. And he's like, we're gonna pay you to be Santa. And and he's like, I'm going to be paid to be Santa, but I am Santa. Yeah, go sit in the fucking chair. Shut up. It's, it's really fucking manipulative. And then, and then Sam goes, well, what's my job? He's like, you're the janitor. You got to work from the bottom. And I'm sitting there thinking, Sam, why don't you go out and win some fucking court cases so you can put some money towards this? Why are you going to just sweep the goddamn toy store? What are you doing? You're an attorney, but you're going to dust shelves? Like, this is this man's an attorney. What the fuck are you doing? Accepting a janitor job. Like, that's what that's that's what I'm saying. Like, Sam Whipple has so much fucking money that he's just like, oh, this will be great. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to be a janitor for a little while with Santa Claus. <laughs> Instead of just giving him the fucking money so he can pay for the house i need my cut i'll dust shelves even though if he didn't work there the guy could probably afford to give santa a little more (laughs) that's a good point that's what i'm saying like just go collect the fucking court case from whomever and like you're set like what are you talking about during this entire sequence by the way prune is just in the window creepily fucking just watching and and by the end of the sequence when he realizes they're actually getting hired he just fucking sulks away Slinks away, I mean. Skulks? Yeah, he skulks. He's prune. He skulks. He fucking creeps. He slides. He's like the blob. 
<laughs> he slings, he slides, he's an Italian slime ball. So he leaves in a huff, and, and this is the point in the movie where you realize Santa is terrified of children. Oh my god, this fucking scene. What is with the what is with the weird kid shit in this movie? I don't know. I don't know, but it's all of his all of it is terrifying. And like Whipple is like, gotta give it he's like he's basically telling Santa to laugh, and Santa's like, ha 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 <laughs> well, first, Santa's like he's Santa sings this really bad song, and it's yes. like some, the music so far hasn't been good as we've been talking about. But this one is literally just Santa talking with a little bit of an over, a little bit of an undertone behind him. Yeah, but S- Whipple's like, "You're gonna greet kids, and you're gonna tell you know you're gonna you, you, the kids are gonna come in and see." And he's like, "Oh, I love kids. I love watching them when they're sleeping. They're so great." And blah blah blah. And he says some weird shit like. They're so sweet and innocent and blah, blah, blah. And Sam's like, no, Santa, they're going to be awake. And he's like, awake? And their bone marrow is delicious. He's like, I have to face children while they're awake, but I can do whatever I want to them while they're sleeping. Oh, Oh my God. God. So he sings this creepy-ass song. What do children look like when they're awake? I guess they're just people like us, and they do things sometimes when they're awake. They do things like walk and talk. Sam just follows him like a puppy smiling, listening to this fucking spiel. Okay, that is his job throughout the entire film. He's like a fucking golden retriever. He just stands there and grins the whole time. What do you want me to do, Santa? Why is Sam teaching Santa Claus how to... Be Santa Claus? Yeah. This is like the scene in T2 with the fucking Terminator. <laughs> smiling? Yeah. But it's it's worse because at some point, like, he tells him to ho, 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 and Santa goes, ho, 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 ho. Boshuda. Kewanawanga. <laughs> he turns into a fucking hut at some point. Like fucking Jabadoo hut, man. Like <laughs> And he's like, GB Jedi. This this was the scene where, you know, if Prim was actually paying attention to what was going on in his shop, uh, they would have both been fired and uh, given white uh, straight jackets because they're sitting there in on the Santa Claus chair going ha 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 ho 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 he 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 ho 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 like they're like what these people look fucking insane this but like Connor was saying this like he's ho ho hoing and like Sam's feeding him lines and he's like what do you want for Christmas little girl and he's like what do you want for Christmas little girl like remember how Ralphie sees Santa Claus in the Christmas story that's how this Santa Claus is. Ho, ho, ho. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but the SpongeBob Christmas special? No. Uh, I've never seen that. At the end of that special, there's this fucking whacked out Santa Claus. I, I want to say a, gor- a gorilla at some point is involved. Um... It, it literally is like flying away in the uh, bikini bottom, and he's literally just grabbing his face, making similar motions as this Santa Claus, but clearly played up for comedy. Particularly this scene, like, has John Goodman ever played Santa Claus? Like, that's what this made me think of. Uh, wait, 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 wait. He voiced the Santa bot on Futurama. Did he really? I'm almost positive he did, at least the first time around. Well, I know for a fact that he was Frosty in Frosty Returns, and that's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, you want to hear John Goodman sing? Well, well, maybe we'll visit that one next year. <laughs> There's no more snow. I can't even. It's bad. Don't don't look it up. Well, he's no Jackie Vernon, but you know. 
whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, was it that's I can't remember how we get to the the sequence of uh, two grown ass men playing with toys in the floor. Oh, Santa says something like, "Wow, Mister Whatever's got a nice array of toys. I'm gonna try some out." Oh, oh, that's right. Sam is like he's got some fucking toy in his hand and he trips over nothing. Um, yeah, he's like, "I broke it." He's like, "Ah, my my hamstring," and just falls over. Uh, and he's like, whoops, I broke it. Even though it's like, there's like nothing on it that's seemingly broken. And Santa Claus is like, here, I'll take it. It's fixed. I'm just going to pull it along on its wheels. Look, it's brand new again. Let's wind up every fucking toy in the store and roll them around. It's like the end of fucking March and the Wooden Soldiers. <laughs> yeah, basically. The little monkeys there in the fucking Mickey suit dropping bombs on the cat. Yeah, this is where Prune got his idea to change his name and go invade Toyland. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the boogeymen. Yeah. Yes. Great big mouth with great big teeth and hair all over the body. Like he wasn't out, he wasn't Barnaby, he was a boogeyman. So, <laughs> um yeah, so they're like it's this weird like montage. This is the first uh weird montage where it's like close-ups of these fucking grown-ass men like laying down on the floor playing with these toys. Lots of like lots of wide-eyed like kind of dead staring grins from uh Sam Whipple. Like like, 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 open mouth, toothy grins, like, ah. Yeah, look at it go. Then these kids come in. And one of them just has to put their fucking dirty ass face in the glass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean, I mean this kid and her snooty ass, uh, mother? They're, they're both, they're both snooty. Her and the mother. Veruca Salt. This girl comes up and she's like, grown men playing with toys, meh. Oh, what are you doing? It's very unbecoming of your department store. Listen, Cindy Lou, go to the back of the fucking line, okay? <laughs> That's her mom, actually. She, the little girl's into it. She's like, yeah, I want to meet Santa Claus and get a toy. Sure. Um, so they do. Uh, they, like, they like clean up the fucking, uh, the, the store to the fucking Benny Hill theme, and then uh, he sits down in his throne, and the kids are like, great, it stores open for business, and they all come in. Be- meanwhile, Mr. Prim is nowhere to be found. <laughs> He's in the back snorting cocaine. Oh, for sure. He's like, this fucking Santa's going to do me a solid. Rail me up, baby. I think a lot of people in this movie are in the back snorting cocaine, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) They might even have had some cocaine gum, for all we know. It's possible. The Coca-Cola with the actual Coke in it. There you go. That's that's how Santa kept going. That's why he's. <laughs> that's why he did all the coke ads. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> See, this is where it all stems from. Uh, so, so the first kid that goes up to him to fucking get you know their fucking uh, mind read is uh, the kid that was complaining about two grown men playing with toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Santa. I'm gonna tell you fortune. Here we go. Do you know who I am? Yes. Do you know who I, I know who you are, Mom. Oh, little Sarah. Do you think this is air? You're breathing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world as you know it. This is the world as it is. God, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just now picturing the Matrix. But it's fucking Sam Whipple, like getting handed like the fucking red pill from Santa Claus. Oh my God, I want to see like that dude, that character, like waking up in the fucking Matrix, just like wow, wow, we look at all this technology. <laughs> Sam Whipple can dodge bullets. Yeah, Sam Whipple's in the same universe as uh, Joe Pantaleone, or however the fuck you say his name from <laughs> Baby's Day Out. Pantaleano? I don't know. I still can't. I still don't know. Thanks, Doctor Buchanan. Oh shit! He's fucking out of the Matrix. Ah oh, shit! So there's a long, long sequence of kids just walking up and giving creepy smiles to Santa, um, and lots of music over it. And like in the background, um, above them, over a railing, uh, is uh, uh, Thaddeus Crabtree. Well, not quite. 
basically, yeah, like you're saying, Connor, all, all these kids are, are coming up to Santa, and then it cuts to outside where Prune is behind a tree with a fucking spyglass looking in. Yeah, what is that about? I don't know. Maybe the, all the kids freaked him out, so he ran away. And then you cut to the scene of him in his house, and like we mentioned previously, it's just filthy beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, Oh, what am I gonna do? The fucking Santa's gonna get. He's gonna work it for a week. He's gonna work it for a week, and then all of a sudden, he's gonna buy his fucking property back from me. What am I supposed to do? And then Blossom's like, "Look, be quiet, sir. Drink this morphine, sir. I have a plan, sir. We're going to do this, sir. The plan is whisper, 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 whisper. And then when we're done, can you please free me from this cursed existence?" <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps if I help you, sir, can you please uh, bury my bones in the cemetery? <laughs> well, he takes this spoon like he's feeding an infant, and he's, like, airplaning it into his mouth. And, like, slowly he's, like, getting all fucked up from the morphine. And, uh... Uh, then then they, like, sneak in. Oh, God. He has, like, this little tiny chair he's sitting in or something? Well, first of all, one is an eight-foot-tall corpse, and the other one is... <laughs> The other one is the fucking penguin. Like, they're not going <laughs> to... And they just slip in past these kids. It's like, it's Sol- Solomon Grundy and Oswald Cobblepot are walking into this fucking toy store. <laughs> Holy shit. So is, is, is Santa, like, literally the holiday-themed Batman you were talking about in Santa's sleigh that the fucking grandpa was making the nutcracker yes! weapons for? Exactly. Yeah, so, and then fucking the butler walks in, he's like, he's like, Blossom Grundy, born in a Monday. Christened on Tuesday, married on Wednesday, <laughs> buried on Thursday. Hopefully, please God, please God. <laughs> they they sneak in and and fucking Prune pulls out like a dart blower or some bullshit, like a blowgun. He fucking shoots this woman in the face with a fucking pea shooter, and she's like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck was that?" And Sam Whipple's like, "Ah, here's a, here's a balloon for your kid," and he's like blowing a balloon up in this child's face. <laughs> It's really weird. Yeah, and then the, he used the pea shooter on that, too, and Sam is just like, huh, that was weird. It broke. Well, here's another balloon for you. Sam's giving out fucking balloons like they're going out of style. I wonder where that could be in this very small but brightly lit store. They're, like, hiding behind this elephant display in the corner, but, like, not oh, really. Oh, okay. I do remember this part, okay, because I couldn't tell what the fuck they were hiding behind. Yeah, it was like a giant stuffed elephant. It just looked like a, a saddle on something. So fucking um, Prune and, and Blossom, like, they're, like, playing pranks on Santa Claus or something like they're executing every move out of the Acme playbook basically yeah they fucking they dialed up Wiley Coyote before they came over and they're like what do you got and he's like here you go because they go up on the fucking like balcony and like Connor said they're like they have like one of those like bulbs that you would like suck out like infants boogers with yeah and they're like shooting itching powder <laughs> onto this kid and Santa Claus except it doesn't hit Santa at all Santa is completely unaffected by it or at least like he's so numb he's like I don't care anymore he's like I want to tear my skin off but I it's a, at least I can feel something <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say if this was made in the 80s it would have been Gunnar Henson playing Santa oh my god what do you want for Christmas kid it's December 25th it's been a whole year since I held one of these babies literally I guess I better go give out presents now so yeah they're they're dropping itching powder and then like at some point this this tough motherfucker like this this like proto fucking gangster kid um sees them from downstairs and like crosses his arms and gives him a mean ass look well well ho- hold on first first he accidentally uh blossom sprays prune with the itching powder so he starts freaking out and then they, they go back downstairs and they have a literal stick of dynamite they're putting under santa claus's chair <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like an M4000. It's the biggest piece of dynamite I've ever fucking seen. It's like the size of my forearm. Like, you're gonna take out the whole town with that thing. I like to call this kid the no-no kid, because he, like, <laughs> squats down... And he looks at them, and he and he just wags his finger, and he's like, "He, I, I really wish you'd have spoken, because I'm sure he was like, hey, wise guy, not here, I'll smash your kneecaps. I'll do you what for, right in the chops, buster. My dad's the head of the mob in this small city. Um, and this all kind of just, uh, this, this just goes on and on and on and on for kind of an eternity. And I don't remember how exactly it wraps up. <laughs> well, you know, they, they get caught with the dynamite from this kid, so then it, they go back to the fucking mansion, and then the, the most annoying scene possibly in the whole film... Wait, one second, let me just go back. When they're lighting this fucking stick of dynamite under him, you can see, like, Santa's like pant legs are pulled up between his boots and his fucking pant legs and he's got his fucking hairy ass legs exposed <laughs> i thought the same thing but when you really looked at it apparently the top of his boots just have a really protruding uh brown trim on them are you sure i it, it looks that is like some fucking flesh colored hairy legs that i saw <laughs> it, it totally looks like it so it can go either way <laughs> I, I i like to believe it was his legs honestly but i, I can't confirm like santa was getting a little hot and fucking cuffed up his pant legs Santa's fucking capris so back at uh back at prune's mansion uh whatever it's really just a house that's kind of meant to look more important on the inside uh did i like i said that one of the most annoying scenes in the movie were basically him and blossom are sitting there trying to think of ideas of how to screw over santa claus and they're just going back and forth think think of something think of something think of something you got anything Mm, nah Think of something. Think of something. I thought of something, sir. I thought of something, sir. I thought of something. I thought of something. Whisper in your ear. I thought of something. And then Prune finishes it off going, That's something. That is something. That is something. And and isn't this done in semi-musical form? Well, we cut back to fucking uh, Prims and we uh, we get another Whipple song. Oh, dear God. I, I don't remember what this one is either. Oh, this this song was bad. The only, the only, I wrote down three words and I gave up. I just wrote, got no time. Don't remember the rest of the context. <laughs> <laughs> got no time to write it down, apparently. Yeah. So, I, I just remember, like, Sam, like, running around the store. Again, who could make the sun rise? Sprinkle it with you. <laughs> and he's, like, throwing gifts to people. And they're just, like, walking out with them. Like, they're not even paying for them. But he's got, like, the broom and he's only, like, half-assing it. Like, he's going up the steps, like, kind of just sweeping, like, one part of these massive steps. Like, how does this guy have a job? He doesn't need to be there. He's a fucking millionaire fucking around at, like, a fucking, at a janitor position. Like, what are you talking about? And Prim's in the back fucking smiling his ass off. He's like, oh, all the money that we're getting today is fucking sweet. Where's that cocaine? And then he gets fucking literally, like, cane-pulled off screen into the back. And you see a hand that can only be Mr. Prunes. And he's, like, uh, he's, like, making a deal with him. He's, like, patting him on the shoulder. You don't hear what's said, but he's, like, patting him on the shoulder. Like, oh, great. What's happening now? Then we have a unnecessary interlude, an, addi- an additional scene just fucking forced in there of Jonathan uh, fucking asleep on the ground as Mrs. Claus comes in. Did you find anything? He gives him, like, tea and shit. All Mrs. Claus does in this movie is offer people tea, regardless of the situation. Yeah, she's basically like, oh, well, that's a shame. Get back to work, you fucking lazy prick. She kind of reminds me of the uh, the grandma for Bad Santa who just keeps going, I'll make everybody sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get that little aside just to follow up on that fucking plot point, and then it it, it jumps right back to the department store. So uh, Sam and Santa are 
cleaning up the store. Oh, this is when we learned that Prune is a Jedi Master. Also, it's been a few days, apparently, of them doing this, and now it is officially Christmas Eve. Oh, that's right, because the way we transition is Sam goes up to the calendar and just starts ripping fucking days off, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, Christmas Eve. Sam has been in the same clothes for four days. So is Santa, but no one seems to care. That is his endoskeleton, okay? I'm sorry, his exoskeleton? <laughs> uh, he wears it all year, P.S. If you remove that, you'll just see his flesh and organs. It smells like shit and booze. <laughs> And not all the places you would expect. Yeah, that's his beard. Tobacco and fucking reindeer piss. <laughs> yeah. His beard does have a yellow tinge to it. I mean, he's probably dead by now, so who really cares? Everybody else that's in this movie pretty much is. Yeah. Except for Mr. Prim. He's still alive. I mean, good for him. Is he really? Hey, good for him. He's like 93. Holy oh shit. Oh my god. Uh, so Sam and Santa hang out in the store, and then like fucking boxes of toys just start like flying off counters like there's a fucking poltergeist in the room well the the first one's weird but the second one you can totally see prune push it with like a cane and like there's like a bunch of toys that fall and break and then prune steps out and is like i bought it i bought it at the department store so now you work for me and he's like oh god damn it and he's like you're gonna fire us son of a bitch and uh prune's like no 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 well of course i'm going to fire you whipple's like well you can't just fucking fire us and not fucking pay us and he's like no of course not here you go and he fucking gives whipple and he gives santa their pay and then Whipple gives Santa his half, or his paycheck, and then apparently that's enough for Santa to pay off Prune. He's like, oh, $8, I'm set. Yeah, like, they worked for a week in 1966. What were these guys getting paid? $100 a fucking hour? For a department store Santa Claus and a janitor? Also, we have to remember, this is Whoville, so who knows what kind of currency they have. So then uh, they give him the money, uh, or Prune gives him the money, and Prune's like, oh, but uh, you broke up my fucking toys, so... Uh, it says right here in your contract that if you break any of the toys in the place, uh, you gotta pay for them. So, so he takes all the fucking money back from Santa Claus, except a dollar? This is so roundabout, like, just walking and go, get the fuck out, and I'm not paying you, it's a right to hire state, or something. Well, he's loving this, man. He, he's like, he like gives him the money, like, gives him all the hope, and then just takes it away. But he leaves him with a dollar, right? And then Santa sits on his fucking hat. And then Santa's like, oh, I'm sorry for sitting on your hat, Prune. And Prune's like, that's fine. It'll only cost this much and takes Santa's last fucking dollar. Santa's a goddamn saint in this movie. And he sure is. He really just puts up with this guy the whole time. This is the point where Santa picks up a fucking, like, toy soldier and stabs this guy to death with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got nothing to lose now, man. He's fucking, he's booze and cocaine-fueled. This is where he starts to, quote-unquote, fall down, like, and just, like, grabs an Uzi and goes out into the fucking freeway. Well, he's standing there with the blood all over him, and he turns to Sam, and he's like, You'll defend me, right, Sam? Right, Sam? I don't know, Santa. You only got a case. <laughs> Hell no. You're guilty as shit. I can prosecute you in two seconds. Hold on. I got to make a few calls. <laughs> Let me find you a lawyer. A good one. A first year. Ten years later, they finally close the case, and, and Sam's, like, looking through his vault, and he's like, ah, shit, I knew I forgot something. Didn't send him the bill. So Santa and Whipple fucking just walk out, and they're, like, sitting on a bench, like, completely defeated. Like... The next step is just grabbing, like, a newspaper and, like, stuffing it into their clothes and going to sleep and then dying from from exposure. So then this little kid is, like, whistling and shit walking down the road with this, like, a top of a tree. Sam's like, hey, what are you doing out here so late, kid? And he's like, uh... 
oh, you know, well, uh, the Christmas trees are on sale at midnight because, like, all the good ones are bought or whatever, and they got to sell them. So I just, you know, I go out at midnight every year to get this because we're poor. I'm poor. Oh, also, this kid has a gnarly mustache. He's got a better mustache than I do. Oh, man. I was going to say, either that was dirt or he's got some weird puberty things going on because he has like he has the very noticeable peach fuzz on either side of his mouth but not under his nose yeah he must be smoking too because that shit's like a tingy like a yellow it's that or it's just that this is this movie's representation of poor people is like they have to be dirty put dirt on his face make them sleep all together (laughs) (laughs) tie them to a bench like from hell so again with the help of a seven-year-old kid saying is like, I'm down on my luck and there's nothing we can do and my house is going to be repossessed at midnight. I want to say that like everyone except Mr. Prim in this movie who comes across Santa Claus just takes at face value that he is the Santa Claus. <laughs> right. He's like, wait, you're the real Santa. Like no one ever questions it. They're like, they're like, hey, you look like Santa. I am Santa. Holy shit, you're Santa. Yeah, we, we, we didn't get the uh, earnest version where everyone just thinks you're batshit insane when you say stuff like that. Uh, well, yeah, well, Santa doesn't even tell the kid what's wrong. The kid's like, what's wrong, Santa? And Santa's like, oh, nothing, I'm fine. And he's like, you're lying to me. And Wimple's like, come here, kid, I'll tell you what's happening. And Santa's like, don't, don't, don't tell the boy. And he's like, fucking shut up, Santa. Don't be so proud. He's like, look, I'm sorry, Santa, but I got to tell this eight-year-old you're outdoors and there's not going to be any toys this year. And then all of a sudden, little, little Jimmy's like, what? No toys? And he's like, Santa, we... Uh, I gotta help you. We'll help you. I only got a quarter, but here, hang on a second. And this is the part where I was convinced that this kid was like a Christmas haint or some kind of weird demon or some shit. Because <laughs> he starts running down the fucking block and he's like, wake up, all the kids in the universe. We gotta help Santa Claus. He's Mr. Satan at the end of Dragon Ball Z asking them to give the energy to Goku. Everybody give your powers to Goku to beat Majin Buu. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking screaming at the top of his lungs in the street. Yeah, he's just running and going like, "Wake up, kids! Wake up!" Um, and like it, there's lots of like shots of like kids like going like, yeah. like <laughs> just not wanting to get up. Yeah, yeah. There's there's the family of like six kids in one bed with the fucking piss pot on the chair next to the bed. <laughs> it's fucking Charlie Bucket's house. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, like a sta- like you can hear like the thunder rumbling in the background as like fourteen thousand children uh, converge on Santa Claus all at once, um, uh, all carrying like urns, or, like some like it, I guess it's supposed to be piggy banks, but they're like little tiny potted spheres. Yeah, they're like they're like I guess that was common because they're not piggies; they're just like bowl. They're like they're like balls. Yeah, they look they look like little they look like little nipples. Like they're really strange looking. I don't know if I would have made that correlation, but sure. They're like clay pots. They all fucking grab their piggy banks and run outside and just give all of their life savings to Santa Claus. And he's like, oh, thank you, children. I need the help of the kids to give me all the money because the stuck up fucking lawyer won't give me his. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and. and- it's probably got to be, I think they say it's like 10 o'clock, like right before they meet this kid. And let's say for the sake of argument, because it's, you know, it's a movie and it's magical and whatnot. Let's say it takes them 20 minutes for these kids to get there and another like 40 minutes to like get it all into his sack. I don't, 
the timeline's so tight on this. It's like incredible. Uh, also, like, like there's a lot of weird close-ups of like Santa grabbing kids and just like nuzzling them with his beard. Do you think Sam was like on the side? Like, we're on a fucking timeline, Santa. Can you speed it up? Can you stop groping the kids? All right, we got we got places to go. Yeah, what the fuck is with yeah, that? It's, it's like lot very very close. Like you're up in Santa's chest and he like grabs a child. He's like, hello, headbutt, and like just pulls him in and just like t- just touches his head with his forehead. Thank you for your money. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for your dad's money. <laughs> so uh, he's like, we're not going to be able to eat for the next week, but here you go, Santa. But I'll get a wooden train. <laughs> you can't eat that, you fucking moron. Hey, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to the, uh, so Santa and Whip will fly back to the North Pole. And they crash land once again. Prune gets one more song in. Well. That's a lie. He has another one later. I forgot for a second. Yeah, Pr- Prune's up there in the North Pole just waiting, like, counting down the minutes. And they have, like, this sight gag where he-, he keeps changing the time on the clock on the wall. And then he sits down. And then Mrs. Claus gets up and changes it back. And they, they do this, like, twice. Because uh, she she comes up to uh, t- to see if he changed it. And one of the elves, like, points it out. And then uh, Prune just starts singing about how he hates waiting. And, oh, what do you have to do while you wait? He hates everything. Why is this news to anybody? He should, he probably should start like, I hate waiting. And Miss Claus be like, listen, like, there's not a thing in the world you don't hate. For five seconds, don't fucking sing. Have some tea. Yeah, <laughs> have some tea. I didn't poison it. Maybe that's why she keeps offering him tea. She's trying to murder him. No, like, Mrs. Claus has no idea that Santa Claus got the money. And she's like, it's almost 12 o'clock. And Mr. Prune's here. How about I poison his tea? Better resort to plan B. <laughs> All hope is lost. Where's the arsenic? <laughs> I mean, they got enough elves. They could just chop his body up and eat them. Meat's back on the table, boys. <laughs> the fucking elves eat him. Oh my god, fucking Jonathan's got the fucking white hand of Saruman on his fucking head. Which what one of them's like, we can eat their legs. They don't need their legs. They don't need both of them. Jonathan's just like licking the inside of the neck. Uh and then like Santa like fucking rolls in with a literal sack full of gold coins. It just dumps them on the table in front of Bruce. At the twelfth stroke of the fucking clock. Yeah, it's like dong, and he fucking drops sack o' money with the fucking with the dollar sign drawn on it. If if Prune really wanted to be a piece of shit, he should have been like, no deal until I count this money. Oh, midnight's passed. Yeah, because it's all pennies and dimes and and silver dollars and shit. And this guy just takes it for their word. He's just like, up, oh, yep, it's mostly pennies, but I guess that's the right amount. Shit. He's like, ah, oh, damn, all ten dollars. So Prune is pissed, and I thought. Like, the next move was him, like, going outside and just blowing his fucking brains out in the snow. No, he's undone because Mrs. Claus offers him tea again, and he goes, Ah, I hate kindness, and just gets up and leaves. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I thought he was going to go outside and kill himself. But, he, like, he, do- he doesn't take the rent money. He just leaves it there. So, like, did Santa just rob a bunch of children? Oh, yeah, that money's not going back to those kids. Just could have restocked the liquor cabinet. That's that's going in Santa's that's going in Santa's sweet sweet home theater. Um, and then like all of a sudden, uh, he's just got like Christmas prepared in the next room. Like he's just like, oh yeah, Gilda's presents that we didn't have before. Uh, and then they load up the fucking sleigh, and then he's like, you're coming too, mom. Yeah, everybody get in. Come join me, Mister Whipple. We're gonna deliver presents. And then on their way out, they're they're trying to leave, and Jonathan runs out and goes, Santa, Santa, and he tries to tell her that Prune is actually a zoonoid. <laughs> 
Would have been a better movie. Oh, yeah. Turned into like a half bug. <laughs> it, would, it would explain why he was never a child. It's because he was raised by the Kronos Corporation. But who gets the Guyver suit on that one? Is it still uh, David Hayter or is it Santa? Is it Whipple? Sam Whipple gets that fucking shit. He fall, He like dance, He's like singing in the rain right into the motherfucker. He like slips Can and falls. Can you imagine him doing a full fucking Fred Astaire bit but like slicing people's throats? Like That would be amazing. I'm singing in the blood rain. <laughs> But, like, he has the gear on, but not the face. <laughs> and he's tap dancing in blood puppets. So, the, the the most amazing scene in the movie, I'll argue now, because it's so bad. Like, two back-to-back horrible scenes. It's so fucking long. Wait, hold Oh, okay. I forgot. We forgot to gloss over this real quick. But, like, the scene right after they leave the store dejected, there is a very unintentionally hilarious montage of... Sam and Santa walking down the street looking completely defeated and then slam cut back to kids going Christmas and just singing this obnoxious happy Christmas song cut back to solemn adults and then cut back to people singing and then cut back to two guys looking like they want to fucking off themselves like <laughs> <laughs> you have this scene where they you know they leave after that Jonathan hands the last gift off and I kid you not, it is literally like they just found some toys at the fucking, at Prim's department store and just, you know, filmed it on a fucking, like, uh, backdrop. You know, Santa's just a freaking little toy that you could buy at Rite Aid or something. Oh, it's like, it's like these, like, stop motion, um, miniatures. I actually like this scene, like, with the reindeer and shit, but, uh, my god, this fucking scene goes on for, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie and a lot of it is just like it's just still frames of just like santa on a roof sam on a roof mrs claus on a roof the sleigh in the air them in a chimney it's this trippy ass fucking montage of like these hard like smash zooms into these fucking people like going down the chimney like connor said and like delivering presents and like the three of them are breaking into people's houses and leaving presents there, like in stockings and shit. Also, why is like, 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 like Sam is now inserted himself into Christmas because he's a true psychopath. Yeah, well, he loves it. He's like, I've been waiting all fucking year for this. This is gonna be great. Wasn't there another movie we watched uh, that that had a similar scene with the stop motion or or with just basically pictures like stringing it together? Do you guys remember that at all? Tetsuo the Iron Man. <laughs> Oh, might have been. It might have been. T- wow, what a fucking comparison to make between the Christmas that almost wasn't and Tetsuo the Iron <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing, right? Can you imagine if this movie was done the style of Tetsuo the Iron Man? Oh, you know what? It, you know what it was that I'm thinking of the end of the Crocodile Hunter movie, where they have like the uh, what happens to all the the fucking government agents, and they're like working at the zoo. Uh, yeah, so it's just a big stupid montage, and then we finally get to the last present that Jonathan had given Santa. He's like, "Oh, it's for I can't read this because I'm fucking blind apparently now." And Mrs. Claus is like, "Oh, I'll read it," and he's like, "This is for Mr. Prune. We have to go to Mr. Prune's house." Hey, kids. Have you seen A Christmas Carol? Because guess what? It's the same goddamn thing. We're just going to cap this off real quick with a Dickens joke. So, so they go down Prune's chimney and it's fucking filthy and Mrs. Claus starts cleaning and he fucking, they all sneeze and Prune wakes up. And he's like, oh my, he's like, are you the ghost of, from a Christmas present and past in the future? And then like, no, moron, we're the fucking guys that you were evicting 20 hours ago. How did you get home before us? We have a sleigh. Teleportation. Well, fucking Buchanan dropped him off. Buchanan's got the, uh, you know, he's got that car flying now. He's got the fucking uh, string of uh, triangle flags hanging down and fucking Prune just grabbed on and climbed in. He's all disappointed at fucking Prune. He's like, he's like, you let a bunch of children foil your plans, you dumb bastard 
beaten by children. I would never allow that. I would, I would vaporize. I'd send them back in time. I would, I would pull a reverse flash and pluck them from the timeline. Therefore, they never existed in the first place. I'll bury them with their bicycle. <laughs> Uh, so Santa gives, uh, Prune his present Santa, that he's... Santa gives Prune his weenie whistle that he's wanted since he was a child. Ah, <laughs> you beat me to it! <laughs> fucking just pulled the rug right from under me on that uh, one. We all had that one prepared, like, let's be real. Yeah, so he gets his fucking weenie whistle and he's like, that's why I hated a Christmas when I was a kid, and I just blocked it out of my head that I was a kid because I hated Santa Claus because he didn't bring me in a goddamn sailboat. <laughs> And now he's, and then he has like a fucking Scrooge revelation, and he's going outside doing fucking backflips, telling everybody, wishing them Merry Christmas and shit. And then he like walks around, and he's like chasing this child behind a fucking park bench. It's creepy. It's really creepy. This child probably has no idea that he's had some kind of like Christmas Day face turn, and is just like, ah! (laughs) Yeah. There's this man in a nightgown chasing me. <laughs> Holding a sailboat, why? <laughs> and he, like, gives this kid a sailboat, and he, like, pats him on the head, and, like, there's a bunch of kids behind him. And he's like, I'm out of Christmas to everybody. And uh, then he, like, then I think he's just going to, like, walk away, right? You think he's just going to, like, walk off and be like, that was a nice thing I did. He, like, casually, like, puts his arm around this kid and, like, starts marching him back to his house, and then all of a sudden, like a fucking Pied Piper, all of these kids start fucking following this guy back to his house, and they all go inside. Like, the creepy butler opens the door, Blossom, and they all walk inside, and then he shuts the door, shuts the door, and then motherfucking cut to black. Yeah. I am convinced they they fed those children to that dog. I I am convinced that this is that this entire movie is actually being told uh, by Sam himself, and it's all grossly exaggerated to avoid all the frightening details. That's why this ending is so saccharine. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Winona Ryder for a second there. I was wait I was waiting for like the book to close and like Sam to like turn in his chair, and that's how I saved Christmas by <laughs> myself. <laughs> He, he like, turns in his chair. There's, like, kids tied up to his fucking wall. And he's just like, and that's how this, this is how Christmas went down. Well, see you later. And then he starts singing to them. It's like they find out later, like, oh, you know, you said you hated children because of this uh, sailboat you didn't receive. But really, you were just trying to fend off your cannibalistic tendencies. I was going to say, well, I was going to say, it's like all those kids tore him apart and ate him in reality. They did to him what they did to a Mortan Joe at the end of Fury Road, okay? They pulled him <laughs> apart like a chicken at an Alice Cooper concert, and they feasted on his flesh. He he has been oppressing these people for God knows how long. He's the, the town villain. Everyone's like, ah, you're pretty all right. No, that's not what happened. Oh, I, I need to comment on wh- on one thing. So, so Prune, right before he runs out after having his epiphany, he, he's like, Merry Christmas. And, and then fucking Whipple and Santa and Mrs. Claus decorate his house with ornaments that appear out of nowhere. And Prune goes up to this painting of, I can only assume, is his father. And it's like this stern-ass face of, of, a, of a caricature. And he says, Merry Christmas to it. And it cuts, and it cuts back. And the thing fucking smiles back at him. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about that. If someone told me the end of this movie is just Prune on his deathbed having like a fuck, like all the nerves in his brain are just flaring off and just like giving him peace before death, I'd believe it. Oh yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, while the butler's taking his drapes down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fucking Sam, Santa, and Mrs. Claus start cleaning this motherfucker's house. Like, okay, you gave him the sailboat. Good for him. He's redeemed. Don't clean this motherfucker's house. He's got enough money to fucking hire a mate. He's got a goddamn butler, for Christ's sake. What the fuck? Hire a cleaning service, you lazy fucker. 
cobwebs on your fucking butler. Give me a break. Well, remember, Joe, he's not a tightwad. He just doesn't like to waste money. And that was the Christmas that almost wasn't. But it totally happened, so don't you worry, and I'm dragging this song out. And Mr. Prune was redeemed, and he got his fucking sailboat, and kids went into his house, and that's the end of the film. So, uh, what, uh, what present is this under our Christmas tree here, fellas? This is like a Christmas sweater, but not like the funny kind. It's like a real, uh, bad wool one. It's like real itchy, but it looks kind of nice. I don't know, like... This, I have a weird relationship with this movie. Like I said earlier in the episode, uh, you know, this backstory with my mom, like, talking up this film about how she enjoyed it as a child and just did not holding up, you know. Maybe if I saw this as a kid, I'd be into it, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I've got it now. Okay, this, this movie is a very comfortable but ugly pair of uh, Christmas socks. Uh, that you'd only wear during this season. Uh, they're, it's kind of cozy, but you wouldn't want to tell anyone you have them. This is one of those sharper image gifts that, like, your aunt and uncle buy for you at the fucking mall <laughs> that are like that are like five ninety nine. And like, the idea is cool because it's like, oh, look, a fucking you know a, a miniature pool table set that you can bring in the car with you, and you're like, that is so fucking cool. And then you open it, and it's like not as much fun as it should be, or you thought it was going to be. Are you saying? Are you saying it's like one of those tiger handhelds you get that's not quite a video game, but it counts as a video game? <laughs> yeah, that like that uh, where this this you can't even really play one of those fucking things. No, you're just kind of you're just you're just you're just timing, pressing a button. That's it. Y- you're witnessing cells move and you die every time (laughs) uh yeah uh this is the first time seeing this for me i had no idea this film existed uh i'm gonna be watching this is again i'm putting this on my fucking list to watch every year because it is hilariously awful and it there's just so much um there, there's a lot of there's a lot of like cozy feelings to this like even just watching it today like i had never seen it but it's very like it's it's already nostalgic for me. Uh, it's it reminds me of stuff like like not in quality, but just in terms of tone and feeling, like stuff like Babes in Toyland, like stuff like yeah, like fucking Santa Claus Conquers the Martians or other Christmas movies I've seen that are just kind of of that tier of quality. Um, it's, Babes in Toyland is fan fucking fantastic. I love that movie, but it does have a similar feeling to it, and it is kind of cozy. And we've mentioned Mission Science Theater. This was on a recent you know run of MST3K and the Nev- <clears throat> on the Netflix stuff. And it, it reminds me of something like that, and it's it's if you had Mike and the Bots along for this movie, or I guess in the new one, it's uh, what is the new guy? Um, there was a guy named Jonah. That guy. Um, it's it's very comfortable, uh, and I like it. I don't I don't hate it at all. Um, I kind of enjoy it, but I don't think I'd watch it in, until Christmas. <laughs> no, well, I would only watch it for Christmas. That's it. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna revise my answer slightly, if that's okay, because I thought about it more while you guys were talking. Um, you know. It, this movie definitely is a, a Christmas sweater, but it is like that one you get that you the second you open, you're like, I would never fucking wear this thing. But then like every year you have it on, and you're just like, eh, it's not that bad. But like ostensibly, like you know it's not good, but you just keep watching it anywhere. Or in the case of the sweater, you're like wearing it every year anyway. Like it, like like Joe said, it's it's like got a little bit of a nostalgia feel to it. I don't love this movie. I don't hate this movie. 
but it's it's worth spinning once a year for a fucking laugh, if nothing else. Here, I'll say this. I'll watch this before I ever sit through It's a Wonderful Life again, okay? I've never seen that either. Yeah, me either. Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. But yeah, with this movie, you can fucking get get some fucking eggnog with some fucking bourbon in it, and you're you're good to go. This is a good time. Especially that scene when Santa and, and, and Sam are just laughing it up over the ho-ho-ho fucking demonstration. It's worth it for the prune song alone, um, in my opinion. Five stars. <laughs> Five fucking candy canes, okay? So that's it. That's the Christmas that almost wasn't from 1966, directed by Rosano Brazzi. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. And now victory's mine. Do you hear that? Victory's mine. 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 Mine! A Merry Christmas, I don't think!